0: and germs and people of all genders to the ah real films podcast this is a special episode we're doing today special
1: special special
0: that sounded really good (laughs) um (laughs) this is a special series of episodes we're going to be doing called liquor layers where we sit down and chat with some of our friends about some of their favorite horror films while indulging in um some of their choice liquor so today we have my best friend Curtis's Why are you so angry
1: me. <laughs>
0: Would you say she's an acquaintance? At least.
1: Okay. I'd say friend.
0: My best friend, Curtis's, like, <laughs> weak friend, <laughs> Tori, and she is on with... Tori, introduce yourself and introduce the vodka, please.
2: Yes, this is Tori. Um, and the liquor we have here is Kettle One Botanical, oh. and it's cucumber and mint flavored. Mm-hmm. I saw it uh, advertised on Instagram. Oh,
1: mm. that's how I found out about uh, the Jameson IPA cask uh, whiskey. I've always gotten really good liquor recommendations from Instagram, I have to say.
0: You're making yourself sound like really boring, so i am just pull <laughs> it in, in a little bit.
1: I like craft beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, So we are just going to have, a, a, as a as opposed to a themed episode, mm-hmm. today we are just going to have a discussion about one of Tori's favorite films. I will allow her to take the floor.
1: Well, I just want to say that okay. thing. <laughs> I knew
0: you were going to cut it. I knew you were going to
1: uh, cut it. I just want to say... Before we can just explain a little bit is that we want to do this to reach out to members of the horror community. And we're going to, you know, start with our friends and stuff. And mm-hmm. we want to just have a way to talk about films that we otherwise might not talk about during like a specific mm-hmm. themed episode. We thought this is a really great way to talk with our friends. Get really drunk, as you can maybe tell already, because Taylor's yes. a little out of control.
0: <laughs> I, I'm just bloviating. I don't know. <laughs> <to> <laughs>
1: But I think this is gonna be end up being a really fun series and yeah. uh you know, it's hopefully something we can do pretty often.
0: Am
2: I the first friend on here?
0: Yes, you are our um what's the word? Inductee our what's the what's the Piece word de for resistance. first? What's the word for first?
1: Um Primero.
0: Our our uh <laughs> producer is whispering Uno, but it's not, <laughs> not It's not Uno. Um We'll edit this out. It's fine. (laughs) Um, I've had a lot of botanicals right now. (laughs) But anyway, yes. Tori is our first guest um, on the show tonight. We're so happy to have her. Tori's a big fan of horror movies. Mm -hmm. Big fan. Yeah, I just want that reiterated. Number one. (laughs) (laughs) So, do you want to take it away?
2: Oh, yeah, sure. So, uh, just to reiterate this, um, my favorite horror film is The Descent, Mm -hmm, which which was covered in episode two. And, um... (laughs) I'm not going to get into it. I have a lot. <laughs> it's episode two. It's um, films, films based in the South was mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. and I have a lot of strong feelings about a lot mm-hmm. of things, but
1: been on a lot of message boards. <laughs> lately.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the descent being one of them. Um, so I just want to preface this by saying I that I love that movie. And if you have not seen it, please go see it. It has a, a lot of strong female leads, um, which is one of my favorite things about it, but it, does truly scare me to this day. Mm -hmm. And I've probably seen it at least 20 times. Um, But the movie that we actually just watched, which is also one of my favorites, is 30 Days of Night,
1: Mm.
2: a vampire flick. It was filmed in 2007. Uh, The director was David Slade. A few of the leads um, are Josh Hartnett.
1: (sighs) You mean Hotnet?
2: Melissa George. Um and it's just a really good 2000 movie. I w- I love it, and I would say that when we watched it, um, Curtis had not previously seen it, um, but he had some good scares in there.
1: Yeah, really. Yeah. I th- I thought it was really. Well made, you know. I think the two middle two thousands, a lot of vampire movies coming out. Famously, Twilight. Who you told me that Mister, <laughs> uh, the director, David also Slade. David Slade. I almost said David Spade, <laughs> <laughs> not David Spade. David Slade also directed one of the Twilight movies as he well. Did. So he is. He's seeped he, in vampire culture.
2: He is. You know what he also did, which I thought you guys would find interesting, was Hard Candy.
1: Oh, oh Wait. my gosh.
2: Wait, what is Hard Candy about? I forget. It's the movie with Ellen Page mm-hmm. oh, where, where she, she traps just... the pedophile, basically. Um, what I is love how that that when you scam them on the internet, she baits him. Bait, thank she, you. Uh, she baited him. Chris
1: Hansen, him, so to speak. Okay. Chris Hansen to catch a predator. <laughs> 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 but no. I thought this film was really great. I am not a big vampire person. I've seen, like, Dracula and a few Dracula movies and uh, Near Dark and a few other... I can't really think of any vampire movies that really pop out at me, but this one was really intense and really gory. What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows, of course. (laughs) I would say that's
2: probably the only other vampire movie that I can say I truly enjoy other than this movie. So I don't think it's anything specific that I enjoy about that specific genre of horror. Again, a, a very good scary movie to me is something that you can watch over and over again and still feel chilled. Mm-hmm. Um, so even when we were all chattering the <laughs> entire
1: movie. We had been drinking progressively more and more, I think, as you part guys of You got
2: here. <laughs> yeah,
0: Tori's also like one of those people that's like, okay, we're going to watch a movie now. And me and Curtis are like, so anyway... I've just been feeling really down about a lot of stuff in my life.
1: <laughs> Did you watch that one episode of Spongebob Squarepants?
2: <laughs> yeah, we started talking about Spongebob a lot, like yeah. we normally do. Yeah, so, of
1: course, of course. So that's but... what
2: I'm going to do again. I'm going to reel it back in. Okay. So, <laughs> The movie is based in Barrow, Alaska, which is the northernmost town in the USA. So basically what happens is um, some strange things start happening in this town. A bunch of cell phones from the townspeople are found in a big fiery heap the sled dogs are slaughtered um a helicopter is destroyed and all this is going on in basically the last day of light 30 days of night mm-hmm. and most people leave the town during this time so it's kind of there's a lot going on in the beginning it's tense from the first minute and you're kind of just guessing what's going on at this point mm-hmm. and then it it gets into it pretty quickly i would say and that's mm-hmm. it, it's he finds somebody's head Mm -hmm. and then the power goes off and it's just going 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 from there Mm
0: -hmm. yeah that's actually that's one of the things that I noticed about the movie you know when you hear it's a vampire movie you think that maybe they'll spend a lot of time kind of setting it up but really after the first I would say 10 minutes is when the vampires are revealed it's not I feel like a lot of modern horror movies kind of like wait a really long time to get to kind of their point or they wait a really long time to kind of get to the really scary part but this one really keeps you on the edge of your seat the whole time. And interestingly, you become in, like invested in the vampires, too. Like You get invested in all of their different stories, and you understand their dynamic really well, too. And I thought that was really interesting. And
2: maybe a <laughs> similarity to The Descent is that even the parts that are not the outright scary parts, the vampires or the cave monsters, mm-hmm. the beginning parts are themselves scary. Mm-hmm. So um, I think something that can keep me wrapped into the movie the whole time is probably a horror film i'm looking for so anyway it's crazy from the get-go i don't know how much we want to share or do we
1: we're a pretty bold podcast i say (laughs) (laughs) we don't mind going into spoilers i don't think okay but spoiler warning Mm -hmm.
2: spoiler warning um everyone dies (laughs) there is a lot of gore i think uh, that the crowd tonight was a little surprised by how how intense it is. Um, another thing I really like about this movie is that they're not necessarily traditional vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not like dainty biting or anything. it's <laughs> it's it's very vicious. yeah, but it is it's it's pretty freaky and basically they go on a feeding frenzy in this town, uh, this small town that has basically no way out in this kind of weather and there's no sunlight stopping them which is, I think their only downfall is that even weapons, they're getting shot multiple times and nothing's really stopping them. So it's truly terrifying. And another thing I really like about the film is the cinematography. And even though it's really gross, the, the, do you remember the above shot of the town? Yeah. Yeah. When
1: when it was just all hell was breaking loose. They'd shoot above the town. I was like, holy shit. There's
2: just blood everywhere. And I'm just like, Wow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Related to that, what I kind of like about this film too is they don't shoot away from the really gory bits. There's wow. a scene towards the end. I mean, maybe I won't give that away, but there's a scene no. towards the end where something really gory happens. So you're like, ooh, that was really gross. And then it like happens again, and you're like, okay, I really wish this would <laughs> cut kinda... away. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and also, I always, I think um, people have pointed this out in the past on other podcasts, but I'm just going to reiterate: whenever a movie kills a kid mm. that's how you know you're talking about something that's pretty serious yeah. this movie has a straight up kid death same thing uh with like halloween we watched a few years ago oh, that's yeah. kind of what when when the kid dies in halloween i was like okay this is a serious movie when right. the kid dies in this movie i'm like i mean it does happen about an hour hour and 15 into the movie but i was like okay this movie is just we'll do anything
2: and that's why i wasn't really excited for the new predator movie to be honest because there was going to be a child in it and you yeah. know Spoiler alert! I knew they were not going to kill him. I
1: know. I know. <laughs> Hollywood. Uh,
2: oh God. Really. Anyway, really recommend this one. This is a good, um, I would say Friday night in movie, mm-hmm. or
1: Wednesday night in,
2: or Wednesday night in <laughs> with too much vodka when you've got eight o'clock work in the morning. <laughs> We're loving it.
0: Yeah, I would say about this film when I was noticing, because we all, in case it wasn't very obviously, we just all watched this together. Yeah. What I really like about this film, too, I, I agree. Like, I think it's something that you can watch over and over again. And it's just really fun. Like, we had a really good time hanging out, drinking vodka, watching the movie. It has a lot Telling of- some
1: Spongebob jokes.
0: <laughs> okay, no, reel it in. <laughs> I think there's something there for everyone. It's kind of like an action-y horror movie. Mm. There's a lot of, like, really cool, like, action shots of people fighting and, like, cars and all that kind of stuff. But it has also legitimately scary moments. And the design of the vampires, I think, is really... Creepy. Really creepy, really cool. I kept on commenting. I was like, they're kind of sexy. They're they're, sexy. They're
2: sexy. They're They're sexy. (laughs) They dress well. (laughs) It's all sexy.
1: (laughs) Well... One thing, I didn't know if you were going to, uh, we were going to bring this up or not, but one thing I did think that was really cool about the film, because it is a film, it's very it well film. made and very nice. One cool thing I thought it was it took kind of a real situation that I imagine is very, very stressful. I mean, Barrow, Alaska, apparently, experiences about 30 days mm-hmm. straight of night. And I can imagine, you know, mm-hmm. they sh- at the beginning of the film, they show people leaving town or preparing to leave town for, you know, a month at a time and I imagine that's very very stressful and when you're stuck in this town for 30 days you know nobody going in and out it's all dark very claustrophobic and very unpleasant and on top of that this movie piles on it it reminds me of the descent it's like you're in this cave you're already like you're stuck and lost and then all of a sudden cave monsters come and this (laughs) one you're stuck in this town all of a sudden vampires come so I just thought The layering was, like, really cool because it already—it just builds and builds and builds until you're just, like, as a viewer, like, man, this is—this sucks. Like, I feel so bad. It makes you feel more sympathetic towards the characters, and I just really like that aspect of the movie.
2: And that's why when I Googled it, one of the questions that popped up was, is this a real event and I felt like that was a legitimate, a legitimate question. I don't know if they were That's asking. The about... answers <laughs> I didn't even click on it. Cause I was like, no, <laughs> but I didn't know if they were just asking about the daylight or the vampires. But it, all... <laughs>
1: <laughs> it
2: all feels very real. And I, um, when I first saw this movie, I have to say, I don't know the year, but it probably pretty soon after it came out, I was still pretty young and we went up to the UP of Michigan and I couldn't stop thinking about that. Mm-hmm. Being in a um, low-populated area in the dark up in the north, I don't know. It all felt very real. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of, it stuck with me over the years. I mean, I don't watch it very often anymore, but um, if I'm ever feeling, like, in the mood for, like, something that's going to really keep me, you know, watching the TV and not <laughs> on my phone the whole time, mm-hmm. then this is one of the go-tos. Well,
0: um, there's a few other things I wanted to discuss about this film, but... The primary thing I wanted to discuss, really, is how sexy is Josh Hartnett? He is such a dreamboat. This is a great film. I think this was, like, towards the height of his career.
1: Cleft Chin. Middle part. Yes. What else can you ask for? I
0: think his first film, Tori, correct me if I'm wrong, well, one of them, too, was Halloween H20. Yeah. yeah what else was he in?
2: Um, He's in The Faculty, which I've actually not oh, seen. Oh, I've seen
1: that. Yeah, yeah, it's a horror movie as well.
2: Um, And The Virgin Suicides, which is mm. not a horror film, but I do really enjoy yeah, that film. Great, and he's a, a heartthrob film. in all of them, yeah. so I think it's undeniable. Josh, heartthrob. Sorry, Are that's what, what i <laughs> Um, I really wish he still did a lot
0: of films because, I, I mean, kind of jokes aside, in a lot of ways he carries... It's an ensemble cast, but he definitely carries this film, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the main character and his actions towards the end of the film save a lot of people in a very like interesting way. And then, as Tori pointed out, the very last shot of the film, which involves him, is very affecting. It's It's moving, but it's also scary and kind of creepy yeah
2: well i guess another thing i'd like to mention before we move on from it is a this language this the mm. vampires are speaking when I was reading up, um, mm-hmm. I found out that they actually hired a linguistics professor to create the language. So it's not anything. I know it, it actually it seems creepy. like it, it's creepy. Yeah. Which some one of the articles I was reading mentioned it. They didn't understand the point of the fake language when the little girl, we talked about that, um, she does speak English.
1: yeah. I didn't even think about that until you just mentioned it right now.
2: I think the point is, is they mention in the movie that this is a group of vampires. You would uh, assume that they're ancient Mm -hmm. and they have their own own little culture, their Mm -hmm. own little group. And wherever they go, whatever they do, they're not spreading this disease that they have. They mention specifically to the people that they have attacked – to behead them so they're not trying to make more of these vampires so that's why i was a little annoyed by the article because i could immediately argue hey this is somebody that they just created this ancient language that they're speaking is is specific to this group
1: they uh, also mentioned at some point in the film that we shouldn't we can't leave anybody in this town we've worked so hard to build up like our mystique to make sure people don't know we think we're just like a dream or or a nightmare or something like that and uh you know they it seems like they have a really strict code like you know we're not gonna turn anyone we're gonna get in and get out i just thought that whole aspect it's like they had their own, their own culture like a whole vampire culture and the, the language is just part of that you know having this unique language not sounding mm-hmm. kind of like romanian or russian or something but it's very strange
0: yeah i was actually noticing because we were commenting on how big their teeth were obviously mm. i mean they are vampires but i after we kind of were discussing that i also noticed too that a lot of the aspects of the language seem to be like in their throats and like more hissing kind of like gutterly sounds so i thought that was an interesting detail that like makes sense given their like physical anatomy too like that's why i like that they brought in a linguistics Mm -hmm. professor because it really lends legitimacy to the language that they're speaking and i think you're right it also it also reinforces the idea that they are their own community that kind of are trying to repel outsiders because I don't know. I feel like a lot of times with vampires and vampire movies that you kind of think of them as like, well, maybe they're trying to get more vampires, like they're trying to add yeah. to their horde type of thing. But these vampires very much are not trying to do that because they have that character too. That's like they're not they're familiar, but like kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Like he he um is the one who destroys the town before they arrive to make it easier for them to start attacking the townspeople um, and because he wants to become a vampire and then they like just kill him like they don't. <laughs> They take advantage of him and then they don't turn him into a vampire. So it's kind of like, yeah, I think it really reinforces that. Also, the Drifter's name um, is Ben Foster. I recognized him from Freaks and Geeks, where he uh, where he plays one of the classmates who really loves Three's Company. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he's also been in X-Men, The Mechanic, and Alpha Dog. So he's actually a pretty famous actor. I'm a big fan of Alpha Dog. That's why I included that in there.
1: <laughs> nice. Yeah. Well, I'm a big fan of Three's Company, so I really related <laughs> to his character in Freaks and Geeks. Yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, now that we've kind of gone over 30 Days of Night, now that we've had, wow, almost this entire bottle of vodka.
1: That's (laughs) impressive. it's it's three of us and our producer. We have to keep that in mind. Our
0: producer, a.k.a. our sister Natalie, also (laughs)
1: is
0: (laughs) (laughs) quietly texting in the background. (laughs) Um, But now that we've kind of discussed 30 Days of Night, again, I think based on Tori's description and based on, honestly, if you couldn't tell, we had such a fun time watching this Mm -hmm. film together, Definitely you should check it out. I think
1: it's a great, great crowd movie.
0: It it is. And like, I mean, I feel like when I was watching it, I was like, this movie is so like 2000s, like with the phones (laughs) and with Josh Hartnett, but it's also like, it's not dated. It's still very effective. Yeah, Yeah, it's really a good film. I think it builds well off of the isolation of the town. Um, So definitely check it out. 2007, 30 Days of Night. But while we still have Tori here, um, I think she wants to discuss some other... She's mentioned that she likes The Descent, mentioned that she didn't love our coverage of of The Descent, which we will be discussing
1: off mic. Yeah, we can discuss this off mic. We will be discussing We have have a few things
2: to say. (laughs) Let's talk a little bit about other horror movies that you like. So... (laughs) I usually get a lot of heat from this one. Taylor knows because it's also one of her favorite films, and we have a matching tattoo based mm-hmm. off of this film. I don't care. <laughs> Hate me if you want to. Jennifer's Body, 2009. Nice. Um, so good. It's so, and I'm glad that everyone in this room agrees because outside of this room, I've gotten so much shit about liking this movie, and I just don't get what people don't like about it. But again, 2009, uh, the writer was Diablo Cody, mm-hmm. who also did Juno, mm-hmm. um, most yeah. notably. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I always think that Diablo. Look, Cody's the director, but no, she's the writer. Well, the, the director's
1: a woman as well, correct? Yes. You're probably about to get into it, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, Karen Kusama. Kusama. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who did the invitation?
1: Yeah, she did the invitation. Well, wow. she
0: did the invitation, and I believe she did one of the films in XX.
1: Okay. Um so if you haven't oh, checked Oh, that's right. The yeah, the anthology movie. Yeah. Correct. If you haven't
0: checked XX out, it's a anthology movie where all of the directors are, are women. And so she
1: she also is featured prominently and I know I've already mentioned this series before, but Eli Roth's new series on AMC, she's featured very prominently oh, cool. for like the feminist perspective on a lot of things. She's... And she's super awesome just yeah. being able to talk about so many different types of horror films
0: i feel like the fact that she directed jennifer's body should be recent enough for people to check it out because she oh, yeah. is a legitimately amazing director and like an amazing person yeah
2: so. yeah and um this is not at all similar to um 30 days of night which actually interestingly enough uh jacob brought up that it's like both kind of cannibalistic if that's a word yeah. um but like jennifer's body basically the premise of it well, well it stars megan fox and amanda Seyfried. that's so that's basically all you need to know they're both yeah. hot and yeah. it's amazing and there is a little girl on girl action and i don't hate it megan fox
1: was having like a moment when this film mm-hmm. she is She's, like so powerful in this film she
2: really is and i i think that more that um We progress as a society, if I could put it a better way. But a lot of people really praise her for being such a feminist, strong female role in this film.
1: Well, I feel like when it came out, people thought it was just dumb teenage shit. And now people realize, like, oh, this movie had a purpose. This, like, we've become, I guess, like, more woke as a society. (laughs) 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 Uh, We've become more, like intelligent about you know feminist issues as a society and mm-hmm. we can see this movie for this excuse me this film for what it was intended to be and mm-hmm. I I watched this film for the first time like maybe 2016 2017 very very late admittedly very very <laughs> late admittedly but I mean because I was able to watch it so late I was able to kind of recognize, like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know how, mm-hmm. you know what this movie was trying to kind of convey.
0: And I do want to get into the plot shortly, but while we're on this theme of of, of it kind of having maybe a more recent renaissance, I too think that it's this idea that feminism doesn't necessarily have to be mean like non feminine. Because I think Jennifer is a very traditionally feminine person but she also is like feminist in the sense that she has a lot of agency Mm -hmm. and she has like a lot of power in in the more traditional sense as well so yeah but let's get into the plot a little bit
2: and she's very very comfortable with her sexuality Mm -hmm. and shows it and i love that she's outright with it and i enjoy it because i i personally, personally like being like that with my friends so it was mm-hmm. it's refreshing to see yeah. her being open with her friends in the conversations of sexuality like real sexuality mm-hmm. Anyway, the plot, basically, um, they live in a small town, Devil's Kettle, Minnesota, actually. I had a look. (laughs) Oh, I thought it was Oregon. No, it's Minnesota. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Devil's Kettle, which I don't think is a real city. um, And they are best friends. Uh, Jennifer Check is played by Megan Fox. And Anita Needy Lesnicki (laughs) is played by Amanda Seyfried
1: god God, needy
2: (laughs) and i think the name is really significant because um Mm -hmm. they have that relationship um jennifer is definitely the stronger friend she's the one that wears the pants yeah yeah she's definitely she's very controlling over needy skinny jeans really needy (laughs) um so they kind of do have like a bit of an abusive relationship really um where jennifer bullies her um so that Kind of leads into the movie where Jennifer Jennifer obviously plays a beautiful, popular character, and um, they go to see a band called Low, oh, Low Shoulder. Low Shoulder. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fronted, the by, trees. fronted by. Fronted
2: by. Adam Brody, God, another two thousands heartthrob. Babe, he also plays. If you're if you're not familiar with that name, he plays. He's the guy in the OC. What is his name? Oh, uh, Seth Cohen. Chanel
1: wasn't just screaming.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he's in the OC. Um, he's he's the brunette, mm. and you'll know enough. So, anyway, they go see this band, Low Shoulder, and. Uh, some demonic shit basically goes down the bar burns down everyone dies again like in 30 days of night and um, they somehow make their way out but this band is basically searching for um, fame and they decide to sacrifice jennifer to the devil under under the premise that she is a virgin <laughs> right she like she lies about being a virgin because
0: she thinks that that will make her seem, like, less desirable to them.
2: Because she's, she's kidnapped. Yes,
0: because she's being kidnapped. And they're like, oh, perfect. But then because they think she's a virgin and thus they sacrifice her for their plan, it it goes awry because she's not a virgin. She's not even a backdoor she's virgin. She's not even a backdoor. <laughs> and the audience is
2: fully aware that she's not a virgin. So we're on board this whole time. Um So... This actually, this plot point kind of comes up later in the movie when they're explaining all the weird shit that's going on with her. But anyway, um, she is sacrificed, and because she's not actually a virgin, she comes back as a succubus, mm-hmm. which is also another badass move. I love it. And she comes back and eats all the men, and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she eats it's so
1: good. Over
2: the course of the movie, she, eat, she kills and eats four boys. <sighs> love it.
1: Wonderful. It's Including the super emo kid who <gasps> was – that um, was when he was listening to that one song. The Colin. Way, what That's was, his name. Yeah, Colin. What was the cover of the song he was listening to in the car? I can see
0: clearly now the rain is gone.
1: So good. I feel
0: like every – Tori and I talk about this frequently, but we love the soundtrack. We love the soundtrack so much that – Badass soundtrack. It wasn't on – Spotify, so I created a playlist called Jennifer's Body Soundtrack, and I just individually added all of the
1: songs from it. Including the I Can See Clearly Now cover? That wasn't on there. I have to
0: sing that
2: quietly to myself. (laughs) But um, Jennifer's Body by Hole, obviously, which is in the film. That was great. So anyway, the movie is crazy and it's it is i think the reason people don't really like it is because it has like that funny like teenage kind of bullshit in between all of like the horror um but it's i think the reason i like it so much is because it's hilarious yeah. it is a really funny scary movie um the the quips that jennifer makes she's a mean girl she and she's a bitch <laughs> she's she's so
0: mean what's your favorite like I have a favorite line that she says. I feel like it's it's your favorite line. So why don't you tell them what the best line is?
2: She basically implies that because um, Amanda Seyfried Needy is being bitchy, she might be on her period. And so she asks her, do you have a tampon? I thought you might be (laughs) plugging. And it gets me every time. But to kind of get back to
0: what you were talking about earlier, about like people maybe not taking this movie as seriously because it's, just like a jokey kind of teenage film, or it's a film about like a beautiful girl who like, it's about a teenage girl, which I think people take a little less seriously. But when we first watched it, when we watched it for the first time, we were teenage girls and we found it very relatable. Like we found the, their friendship dynamic. I mean, their friendship dynamic wasn't super relatable. It's fucked up. But like, I definitely found each of their characters relatable. Like you definitely knew people exactly like them. Like, The way they were very comfortable with each other, the way they joked around, like, I think that people think that movies about, and we talked about this with The Craft, Mm -hmm. movies about and marketed towards teenage girls, I think, are just taken less seriously. But if you are a teenage girl, you find that kind of stuff really, like, interesting and relatable. Mm -hmm.
1: If I could be a male feminist for a second, I do want to say, if you think about many horror classics, they're... Kind of also teen dramas. Really? Halloween has a lot of teen drama. Scream has a lot of teen drama, and I think the fact that a lot of horror fans, I think people are coming around now, and especially uh, female horror fans. I mean, I know very few female horror fans that don't like this movie at this mm-hmm. point. I but at least among male horror fans, I think it's a little. I don't know misogynistic I mean why yeah. why how what what differentiates the dynamics between the teenagers in Scream or Halloween or yeah. Friday the thirteenth These are all of these are classic horror films. I think the quality of Jennifer's body is almost right up is you know like a notch below Scream or Halloween for me, but like still like a a plus range Mm -hmm. for me i just don't i don't i've never understood that but again i watched this i watched this film not when it came out i watched it like a year or two ago so maybe i don't know
0: yeah i agree i mean i just think that men sometimes don't feel like they have to watch or they're not interested in movies that are made for like women sometimes but if you think about it as a woman you're always watching movies that are made for men Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like So why don't you want to watch Jennifer's Body? Like, is it legitimately because you don't think it's a good story? Or do you just think, like, well, this movie wasn't made for me, so, like... Well, they don't take it
2: seriously. Yeah, and they... Right, yeah, they don't take it
0: seriously.
1: But if you think about, like, traditional things that, you know, uh, your average horror fan likes, they like shit that's scary, they like shit that's gory, and they like things that are, like funny too i mean every horror film has like lighthearted moments and i heard that was a big complaint i know we keep on bringing up the new halloween but people had had complaints about that being too funny it's like have you watched a horror film before like there's always you want to humanize the characters and have these points of humor i don't i again i watched this film for the first time and i was like Wait, this only has a five point one on IMDb. Wait, like horror films sh- or horror fans shit on this film. I didn't get it. Like, yeah. I yeah. thought it was fantastic, and I've watched it twice since then, and I still think it's fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. I love it, and I think the the more that I watch it, the more I like see the character development. Um, mm-hmm. it is very strong. You see, um, Needy becoming a stronger sense of herself because she's so separated from her best friend, mm-hmm. who's the only the person she really relied on. And obviously, she can't relate to her anymore because she's a succubus. And at the same time, Megan Fox, like, I mean, Jennifer, check, she really falls into her sexuality. Like I said yeah. earlier, like in the beginning, yeah, she is beautiful, but as a succubus, you kind of come back and you have this sexual alert. Like that's how she draws in her victims. And it's, I don't know, I think it's pretty appealing, like to see that side of it because it's hilarious how easily they're fooled, even when there's so many signs that there's something really wrong with her. Yeah. Like
1: she takes Colin up to like that attic yeah. covered. Like, <laughs> yeah.
2: Literally, she's like kind. of is sweaty and it's in this abandoned house and he kind of i think he's hesitant but i mean really doing anything he can to get laid as you deserve as, to die as a guy
1: who is attracted to women i mean even though she's sweaty and like <laughs> kind of like tired look i'm like it's megan still fox, megan fox falling apart <laughs> megan fox is very yeah. very attractive but i get it
0: i think the flip side of that too like the maybe more meta commentary on it is literally that because Jennifer is like sexual sexually active, she becomes a literal monster. And I think that's just like an interesting commentary on how we view like sexually active young women um because it's it is the fact of her like sexual activity that like makes her into this monster and in order to sustain herself she has to like sexually attract young men. And I I just have always thought that's really interesting because I really think that A lot of people view, like, female sexuality as being really, like, aggressive in that way. And she's the literal embodiment of that. And she's kind of the embodiment of, like, society's worst fears about young women. Mm -hmm. But I also think it's interesting because she totally owns it, you know? And she really makes that her own. Like, she never seems beholden to her uh, her status as a succubus. So I think that's just, I don't know. I just think this movie works on a lot of levels. And, like, but then also on the flip side, you're just like, this is a really entertaining fun movie you know
2: it's funny there's some pretty shocking comments that she makes but <laughs> she does it really well it's pre- it's very seamless and like i have to say i haven't seen a lot of other movies that megan fox is in but she's in transformers <laughs> and uh confessions of a teenage drama queen oh, also oh. known as confessions <laughs> and i loved her in that as well i Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen.
0: Speaking of peak Megan Fox is peak
1: Lindsay Lohan.
0: Her eyebrows are just a lot thinner.
1: <laughs> Megan Fox killed it and it just took me this whole time talking about Jennifer's body I have to think about what my favorite line that Jennifer says in this well, movie. Yeah. But uh spoiler alert, obviously. When she gets stabbed at the end, oh, she God. says, "You just stabbed me in the boob." No, she
2: <laughs> says my tits. Oh yeah, no. That, that's right, she, she, she goes, says my, my tits. Tit. <laughs>
1: So, it took me a couple
2: was... times watching that to figure out what she actually
0: said. Oh, I do also love, too, when she is, like, attacking um, Colin. She's, like, blood or something, and then she's like, God, you're so emo, and then she, like, attacks him again.
2: <laughs> yeah, I think something that you kind of figure out, again, um, when she is sacrificed, you kind of don't know that later on in the movie. You, she, you just see that a, uh, she's kind of falling apart, and there's some strange things happening with her. Um, but one thing she does do is... A lot of people died in that bar fire at the beginning of the movie, and she kind of doesn't give any sort of a a shit shit (laughs) for the people that she knew in this small town. And she talks about it, uh, like, I think as a Spanish teacher specifically, and she's like, no, she ate shit in front of everyone. And it's just, it's hilarious. And I guess at that point, I mean, I can't really remember back to the first time I saw that movie, um, but I guess at that point you really don't know what happened to her Mm -hmm. um so it's it's really good the way it builds yeah i'm so glad we finally got to get into a discussion about jennifer's body
0: we've been teasing it for so long yeah i do
2: have a fun fact to share (laughs) i got got really confused when i was looking this up because i I, one of the main characters is um amanda safe boyfriend and his name is chip and he's actually (laughs) another really strong point of this movie is what a fucking wimp he plays when he's like when they're having sex and he's like am i I hurting you (laughs) am i too big (laughs) and you know he's not (laughs) oh Oh, he's he's a total limp the whole time which makes um amanda's character seem so much more strong um he also doesn't believe her the whole time when she's telling him legitimately hey i'm not crazy my best friend is a demon and he is like you're a teenage girl. He's such
1: a chip. That's a perfect name for him. He is a him. chip,
2: and like they are in this serious, a serious relationship. She, uh, you know, she's the background on his computer and all this stuff. And but he doesn't like. He literally doesn't take her seriously for one second in the movie, other than to like really ask her to prom. And like, ugh, he's just such a gross. Such a I really. He ends up dying and he deserves it again, just like all the other people that got drawn in. But what I found interesting when I was looking up his name, because I don't really know him that well as an actor, his name is Johnny Simmons. And I got really confused because J.K. Simmons is also in this film. And I I Googled a lot of things just to see if they're related. I don't think they are. But his name is, wait, Johnny James Simmons. And J.K. Simmons is jonathan kimball simmons and it's just too similar to what where i don't it? think this was planned <laughs> 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 Damn, yeah. yeah that's the craziest part about this
0: yeah, yeah. out of all the things Ignore i think we've discussed else. that's yeah. the craziest
2: thing <laughs> i don't that... know why they didn't bring it up <laughs>
0: <laughs> when you said when you first said that his name was johnny simmons i thought you were about to say that he was jk simmons's <laughs> son but no. no, they just have
1: the They really list. should have had a part in that film where they just kind of stop. They look at the camera. It's like, just so you know, <laughs> J.K. Simmons and Johnny Simmons are both in this film. Now back to the movie. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I had a lot of fun discussing mm-hmm. these two films. I'm so glad we got to talk about Jennifer's Body, which is also one of my favorite horror films.
2: Please go watch it. I have it on – I actually have two DVDs. <laughs> yeah. I will lend you one. Please Tori take my DVD. You, Tori Please. will lend you a DVD.
0: Before we wrap, I would like to uh, draw Tori in for our last um, kind of segment, um, our hit segment. Is it Neve or Neve?
1: It Neve or Neve? yeah. I um, actually was just going to joke, is it Neve or Neve? But yeah. it actually is the segment, is it Neve or Neve? Is so it perfect. Neve
0: or Neve? So we really want to ask all of our guests when we bring them on, Campbell, Ms. Campbell, is it Neve or Neve? It's
2: ne- Neve. Right?
0: Okay, we think it's Neve, too. My boyfriend informed us that it Is was Neve. Nev. Wait,
1: I felt, hold on. I, I felt embarrassed because I was like... from
2: a different era, but that's
0: okay. Yeah. A, he's, yeah, he's old. Um, I'm going to just duck out for a second and uh, ask our producer, Natalie, Neve or Neve? From what?
2: Neve Campbell. From Scream.
1: Oh I've never seen Scream. Uh, okay, she's our young new folks. segment. She's young Natalie's young as fuck. <laughs> I did
2: actually just watch Scream Four, which I had seen all the other Screams, but Scream is good. I just kinda went into it like, whatever, this will be fun. It's I love that's it's probably good. one of my um what do we call that
1: series like a series
2: a franchise. franchises, franchises. Yeah. yeah horror franchises it's, it's like it's funny like jennifer's body yeah. kind of yeah. it's
1: very solid yeah no yeah. that's what i was it's yeah <laughs> it is it is funny yes
0: well thanks so much for coming on uh we want to remind all of our listeners to please follow us on instagram where we're at uh real films r-e-a-l and then on twitter uh real films R-E-A-L because Curtis <laughs> literally can't do one thing correct.
1: <laughs> Twitter's mine, folks.
0: <laughs> um, you can also uh, email us at aurealfilms with an A at gmail.com. Uh, we haven't gotten an email yet. Oh. Are you guys really our friends? Like, I, I know you guys are. are listening. I was
2: planning
1: on doing it. Nev no, Campbell, but... please. I'm
2: really busy <laughs> at work. I've been really busy with choir practice. <laughs> Tori's been busy with choir practice. She
0: has an excuse that she hasn't emailed us, but thanks so much for listening. Um, We hope you enjoy our new series, Liquor Layers, where we, again, we bring on our friends to discuss some of their favorite horror films. Uh, We're hoping to do this probably every three weeks or so. So Every month, I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, yeah. you can
0: expect um, another Liquor Layer next month. Thanks so much for checking us out. and um,
1: Goodbye, folks.
0: Goodbye, everyone. Bye. point it a little bit more towards you yeah
1: you have a bigger mouth
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh god that's funny okay <laughs>